Wildly Worthy acknowledges the traditional owners of country. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hey, I'm Ella. And I'm Elle. And we want to welcome you to Wildly Worthy. The podcast that brings you inspiring conversations, insight and tell all stories about overcoming obstacles, owning your worth and living life on your terms. From healing to personal growth, relationships and self-discovery, we have got you covered. So whether you're looking for motivation, guidance or just a good old laugh, tune in to Wildly Worthy and be wildly you. Hello, 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 and welcome to the first official podcast of Wildly Worthy. We are just so thrilled to be here. Now, we know that the biggest thing affecting the happiness of humanity is that we have forgotten that we are enough, and that's why we're here. I'm Elle McBride. I'm the brunette one. And I'm Ella Worsley, and I'm the blonde one, and we are so thrilled to be diving into this topic today because we truly do believe that this is such an important conversation. Now, why do we forget that we're enough? Because mm, we're born with it. We're born with the knowing and the belief that we are enough. Yeah. When you look at babies, puppies, animals in general, they they know that they're so loved, that they're enough. They know that they're worthy. And we're born that way. Mm. And yet things happen. Show me a toddler that wants a chocolate or a lolly. It does not stop asking for it. But we've become adults that have stopped asking we make assumptions and these are things based on, you know, life events that have happened. And so we're here and this podcast is here to empower you to remember your worth and to come back into that belief that you are not just enough, you are more than enough. Always have been and you always will be. And the reason perhaps that you're not feeling that or not feeling that to the capacity that you could is because things have happened and life happens, right? There's so many life events. We experience things along the way that are hurtful, that are painful and that take us off course, that take us away from that innate knowing and feeling that we are enough and worthy. And we love the example of the um, the couch. Mm. Right? When you think about a couch and if you were to carry a couch around, it's not going to be long before that couch is going to get heavy. And it's so hard to start walking through doors. Yeah, <laughs> it really truly is. And so we all have a couch and that couch can represent past relationships, traumas, comments that people have made, things that have happened to us along the way that we're still holding on to. Yeah, we run an incredible retreat called Reconnect. If you don't know, we have the Enlightenment. Co, which is a company, and then Enlightened Retreats. And it's often something that we we speak about. I think it's the first day of the retreat, correct me if I'm wrong, or the second day. And we talk about the analogy of like a volleyball. And when you try and keep that volleyball underwater, and just in your mind now, just like think about the effort it takes to keep a ball under the water. And eventually what happens is that ball comes up and usually it hits you on the chin and you know, that then causes a whole lot of pain. But this is what we do. We allow experiences and things that have happened to shape us and we try and just keep it down and and, and keep a lid on it. But they do. Mm. I actually recently worked with a with a client just last week and she came in, she was like, you know, I'm I'm functioning. I'm I'm okay. She's like, but I can just feel that it is bottling up and I'm so scared about exploding. 
Because mm, what's going to be there? If I mm-hmm. open up Pandora's box, if I put down that lounge, if I allow that volleyball to come to the surface, what's actually going to be is there? It hurt? Yeah. Is it going to be too much? Yeah. Like, can I handle that? I've been so good at running away from it and suppressing it and distracting myself. What's actually going to be there? And how am I going to feel actually going into that? Mm. So we really want to empower you just to take a moment of like self-compassion of like wherever you are on that journey to just know that wherever you are and wherever you want to be. And if you can see it in your mind, if you're like, mm, yeah, I am scared of what's going to come up or now I've tried the healing thing and it didn't really work for me or I tried talk therapy and, you know, I'm just not really good at talking about my problems. That was me. I, I didn't know where to start. You know, I'd go and, and see talk therapists and they'd, you know, ask me questions. And even in high school, I remember being in the counsellor's office and just being like, at 15 years old, it felt too big. Like, where do I, where do I begin? Mm. You know, like trying to unpack like a, you know, that big couch, like, uh, I don't know. When did you know that you had the couch and that it was time to put, or when did you know that it was time to put it down? I think when it just became, it started to affect every area of life Mm. from my career to my friendships, to my relationships, to the way I was showing up as an, an auntie. I'm a very proud auntie. I've got three, niece, well, a niece and two nephews. But I think when my niece was born, that was like a really pivotal moment for me of like stepping into being the best version that I could be. And so I knew I needed to let things go, but I, I didn't know how. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, Again, similar in teenage years, I was in counsellors' offices and seeking support. But at that time, it was way too big for me to even go near the stuff. And I, I then accumulated. Well, we don't 10 even know years. what the stuff is. We are so young, mm, so young, and, yeah. and it's too young almost to comprehend some of the stuff sometimes. And so for me, mid twenties was when I really started to unpack some of it because the couch got too heavy that it literally started crumbling on top mm. of me. And life was becoming unbearable. I was waking up in the morning with crippling anxiety. I was going to bed at night with crippling anxiety. I felt sick. Mm. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I knew, and I had the realization one day that I actually can't keep living like this. I'm so far away from where I want to be. Like something's got to give and I'm the common denominator here. It's so funny that you were going to bed with anxiety. Like so was I, but my, I was waking up. There was about a six month period of my life and every morning I would wake up and I would run to the bathroom. I remember once I was like getting in the car to go to work and the nausea that I had was so big. Like I know that nausea is anxiety represented in my body. Mm. It still happens now. And I'll be like, I just feel really nauseous. And it's like a sign of, you know, okay, time to slow down, time to fill my cup up. But I didn't know that then. Mm. I know that now. So then I'm like, oh, warning sign. Thank you. Where back then I remember being in the doctors being like, there's something wrong with me. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think I went and had like even like a, a MRI or a CT scan or one of those things because I was like, there is something wrong with me. And at no point was anxiety even put on the table. Mm. It was when I was a teenager. I was given antidepressants when I was 15. <laughs> I remember... This is a bit of a bit of a story, but I'm I'm willing to share it. And I remember sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor writing down on like a piece of paper and he was like, So this is a normal brain, and a normal brain has these different chemicals that will will go through it. And I remember he was drawing this diaphragm, the diagram. And um and then he was like, and then this is your brain, and your brain isn't doing what a normal brain does. And I remember being like 15 
and just having a doctor validate you're not good enough, mm. you're different. Your brain your, isn't your the brain same as other people's. Yeah. Like what a way to validate that for a teenager. Because even though you were experiencing different things to some other people, right, it's just an experience. It's not our, our final destination. Mm. We're not born with yeah. these things. We accumulate them along the way and things that we aren't born with, well, they can, whatever has been created can be mm. removed. Yeah, well, it sent me on this journey. I remember doing like one round of the antidepressants and not really feeling any different. I remember I'd like put on weight with it, which then again added to the you're not good enough. You know, I'm like I've always been... I don't know, big, bold and beautiful, I would like to say. But for myself, I, I was different. I was like the wog kid at school. And so for for myself, it just added to that. Mm. And then you kind of get into this like spiral of, you know, not good enough and there's, there's like all the validation to be like, yeah, you're, you're not. But I remember just being like, well, hang on, if my brain isn't creating those chemicals, what can I do? do to create them. And at no point did the doctor say, you know, what's your home dynamic like? What's your friendship circle like? What are you eating? What are you drinking? You know, how much sunshine are you getting? Are you getting outdoors? There was none of that. It was just, here's a script. And I am like all for medication. Like I recently broke my toe and like pain relief Panadol has been incredible. But I also know that I could overcome anything now too. And so I just really want to encourage like you know, that within our company, we're not against like a full disclaimer here. We are not against this conversation isn't against pharmaceutical. It's about looking for other ways to heal ourselves. Mm. If the couch is getting heavy, I love CrossFit. So, you know, I love, I'm going to use this analogy. If, we, if you were to pick up eight kilo dumbbells and you would hold those dumbbells for 20 years, What's going to happen over time? Your arms are going to start to give away. There's going to be extreme fatigue. You might actually injure yourself. And those weights represent the emotional baggage that we can carry. And over time, they build up and build up. And we think that they've gone away sometimes because we've been so good at distracting and running away and doing all of these things. And yet that emotional weight is still there. And so if you feel like it's time to put the, the weight down, the couch down, if you feel like the beach volleyball is maybe already starting to come up and you haven't even asked for it and it's hitting you in the face and it's, ha- it's coming up at an in inconvenient time for you, just a little reminder to be compassionate with yourself because you've been doing the best you can with what you knew and Elle and I would have done better if we had have known better, but we didn't, right, because Mm. we weren't taught better. Mm. And, you know, that doctor in that room also didn't know better. Our parents didn't know better. Our grandparents didn't know better. You know, if there was something wrong, my nanny would bring me chicken soup, right? And that, like, chicken soup, like, healed a lot of things in my life, right, what I would give for my nanny's chicken soup. And I think another part that goes into that too is that with self-compassion, it's it's being kind to ourselves through those moments, but also knowing that like this healing journey for me now, like I did, I carried those eight kilo dumbbells for, you know, 15, 20 years. We're now like a few hours and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I got to do something. Yeah. You know, sometimes I love to like carry them for a few days, won't lie, but it is. It's going, okay, well, actually, no, I, I don't want this anymore. It's a choice. It's, it's a it's, choice now. It's when we realise. Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I remember the day that a, a, a mentor of mine told me that it was a choice. It was like it hit me in the face mm-hmm. that like 
what do you mean it's a choice? Yeah. I've been given all of these things. I, I have to carry them. You know, I've been carrying them with pride. Like, what do you mean I can actually choose if I want to hold on to this? Mm. I bet, you know, you've had a similar moment too. Oh, yeah. we could do a whole podcast on yeah. this. <laughs> right. I remember one of our retreats, one of the girls had like a real awakening with like, it's all a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big conversation yeah. and it's, it's a daunting thing to sit in as well because when we realise that we are the creators of our life. I don't think podcast life. episode one is ready to be told <laughs> that it's a choice. I think we need to wait until like episode a thousand to like hit everyone. We'll, come, we'll, be, we'll be back. <laughs> um, but just, you know, you realising that we, we do get to drive the ship. You know, we do get to take charge of our life and we do get to move forward. And if that hasn't been a conscious thought of yours, again, just bringing in that self-compassion. You have been doing the best you could with what you knew and the resources you had available. And if there's been self-judgment or shame that's starting to come up for you, giving yourself permission to move through that. Yeah. And that really is the thing. Like when on a journey to to worthiness, it's it's exploring the self-doubt that you have. It's exploring the, oh, will will I be good enough? What what's possible for me? Where do I want to go? What do I want for my life? Mm. You know, I think I, I'd love to know where a, a turning point for you was when you realised not just like the couch, but like oh, okay, I've I'm doubting my myself here, and I need a little bit more self compassion. Just when my anxiety peaked, mm. probably twenty five, like my anxiety was really peaking, and I felt like I was going through like a quarter life crisis. Mm. Like, yes, I'm I'm choosing to live to a hundred, so it was like a quarter life crisis time. And a couple of my friends and I at the time were all a similar age, and we were writing down like our quarter life um, goals and things that we really wanted to achieve. And I realized that all of those things just felt so crippling for me. And I, mm. I doubted myself and my ability to achieve any of those things because the voices in my head were so nasty and loud. And I realized that that wasn't how I was meant to be feeling. And it, it was truly time for change because as I mentioned before, the couch started to come down on me and everything just started to feel like too much. And everyday stuff just started to become heavy. You know, I, I just lost my ability to function properly. And as someone who is very ambitious and, you know, I feel very capable and very resourceful, I realized that I wasn't showing up as myself anymore. I'd mm. lost myself in the process. Mm. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to lose yourself in life and to get caught up. And we've both been on personal journeys and I know that like there'll be a podcast soon where we'll both individually share our, our stories and what what brings us to this point of now like seeing ourselves as widely worthy. I'd love to know, and maybe we can both answer this question, but like for yourself, when it comes to, you know, we have been on this journey of like wildly worthy and we've got our incredible program, The Worthy Woman as well, which helps women go through that journey of wherever it is that they are to feeling unstoppable. The journey we've been on. The journey that we've been on. And so I'd love to know an experience or maybe like what, why it feels so good to be wildly worthy now. Life's just amazing. Mm. I think waking up in the morning and loving who you are and having built a life around the things that truly light you up and feeling good and not feeling like you need to run away or feeling anxious, like life feels good. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I personally stepped into, you know, this journey of supporting others because I realized through my own healing how good life got to feel and I just knew that I wanted to share that gift with other people. Mm. Yeah. I think for myself, like knowing that I'm worldly worthy is like knowing that I'm just resilient to go through whatever's going to come my way. 
I think it's like that that authenticity piece too of just being like, fuck yeah, I'm always my bride and there's mm. no one alive like me. There never has been before and there never will be again and I now willingly live up to who I need to be, mm. like in, in all those different shades that um, and, and bring it all. Like I'm enough just the way that I am and, yeah, like – who I am today is not who I'm going to be in 10 years or 20 years or even in six months. Like I'm always evolving, but at every point of that, I'm enough. Mm. I definitely resonate with that. You know, Mm. I'm enough for the things that I want. And I think Mm. that was a big piece for me as well, realizing that I was enough for the Mm. things that I want. I was enough for all the things that I wanted to call in. And and I've called so many of those things in now because I truly believe and feel that I am. And that can be a big piece of the journey for people of really recreating their life because they realize that they are worthy of those things. And when we do feel that and know that, those things start to fall into place. So, you know, what could be possible for you on the other side of this stuff? If we were to journey in and really have the curiosity, have just take that five mm. seconds of courage, you know, be willing to open the door and just to see what else could be there for you, what else could be possible for you? Yeah, absolutely. And it comes through, you know, everyday practices, it comes through self-care, it comes from filling up that cup first before giving to others and, you know, just really taking that time every day. Well, I'd love to know what a daily practice is for you that supported you on your journey to, to worthiness. Affirmations and meditation were a big mm. thing, like really Amen. focusing on rewiring the pathways in my brain to believe something different because, you know, the stories in my head were telling me otherwise. And so actively taking that time every day to choose to listen to a meditation about self-love or to say some affirmations around worthiness or whatever it was at the time, those things have really supported me in in viewing myself differently and viewing life differently. Mm. Yeah. Affirmations for me, for sure. I love affirmations. I love how the mind works by repetition. And even my affirmations, I remember I always had them stuck up in my shower and people would come and, and visit and you know, I'd like take it out of my shower and like hide it in my cupboard and then like bring it back out once my visitors had left. And I then saw I, it a few times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so many people. Um, and so then I got to the point that I was like, why am I hiding this? Mm. And so I started leaving it in the shower and when people would come and visit, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, I just had the best shower. Like those those words in the shower are so amazing. Um, my favourite affirmation, by the way, is I'm full of sparkle. And, um, yeah, it's just so wonderful. I think for, for, for me, the addition to affirmation, not so much meditation, you know, I do and I have, you know, always had meditations um, personalised for me for what I was needing, especially at the very beginning. Um, it would have been gratitude, mm. having my practice of gratitude that is, you know, writing down three things every night that I'm grateful for. And a big shout out to Hugh Holgenberg. He has been a big, made a huge impact on my life from the Resilience Project. And, you know, for myself, I would write down three things that I was grateful for every single night before going to bed. And what that meant was when I woke up in the morning and, you know, went on about my day, I was subconsciously looking for things to be grateful for. And because I knew that when I would get into bed that night, I would have to write down three things that I was grateful for. And that really programmed my mind to not just look at what was what was going wrong in my life and, and where the, the pain was or what wasn't working for me. And it, it very quickly started to shift me into realizing that there is so many great things that are happening every single day from, you know, how green the trees are to, you know, the person that smiled at me 
as I was walking down the street or that I was grateful for my blender because if I had my morning smoothie, I just was a better person. So affirmations, gratitude, meditation, hypnotherapy, um, and just, I think, having community, mm. having people. Like, and, you know, we've both been let down by so many people in our, in our journey, but, you know, as you do cultivate that that level of, you know, of self-worth and resilience and self-compassion that you go, oh, thank you. Mm. Thank you for that lesson. Thank you for that journey. Thank you for being a part of that chapter of my life. Like it all shapes us. Mm. Yeah, I love the gratitude piece as well because I think when we're stuck in the storm, it's so hard to see anything outside of that. Mm. You know, it's so hard to see the beautiful sunrise that's happening, you know, not far beyond what we're experiencing. So really focusing on what's actually working and what is good in your life instead of the couch and all of the things that are feeling really heavy in that moment really does, you know, allow us to see beyond that, even just for a moment. Mm. Um, and, you know, with all of these things, it's really building that muscle. We go to the gym to build the booty, to build the biceps. You know, we do these things to work on our physical body. We do things to work on our our, our emotional body. Mm. And it's taking that time to work on these things and build the muscle of self-worth, build the muscle that is the enoughness, build the muscle of resilience, self-compassion, mm. all these things are a muscle and if we're not creating intentional time to be with ourselves and to focus on these things then you know we're not creating space to actually work on these things therefore they're not getting worked on yeah yeah and it's not all rainbows and butterflies there's days where it's a lot easier and you know I love the Karen Hedges my my incredible mentor she talks about you know with when it comes to our daily practices it's like going to, to the to the dentist every six months and and getting a, a really good clean mm. or you know getting our, our hair done you're you're blonde but you know I know that you go and all natural you, of course, all natural, of course. <laughs> um but you get highlights and things put yeah. into your hair to maintain that where, but then, you know, we don't go to the dentist every six months and have them clean our teeth and then go home and not brush every day. Mm. We're constantly in that process. We'll brush our teeth, you know, two, three times a day to maintain our pearly white smile. But so for us, yes, go and, and you know, book in with a, with a practitioner of whatever modality works for you. Go to a, a, a re, come to reconnect retreat. It will seriously change your life. Insert ad break. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's so many incredible things that you can be doing. But it does come down to the daily practices. Mm. And you know, again, that's like a whole podcast in itself around the importance of those daily practices because we do see it in in this journey and people that we've worked with, or you know, our one-on-one clients, our our two-to-one clients, our you know, within the programs that we run, that. So many people looking for these quick fixes. Mm. And it's not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. It's, you know, life is, it's a marathon. It's yeah. not a sprint. And I think so many people are trying to sprint through it and get from A to B. It's even longer than a marathon. <laughs> in a short amount of time when, you know, let's be honest, it is a journey. And do we ever fully arrive? Because, you know, today we're talking about starting the journey and the journey is a life journey. You know, yeah. show me someone that's completely arrived and is exactly where they want to be. And, and I'm going to go and study their brain and see what's going on because we're continually growing and there's going to be new levels and new devils. So wherever you are on the journey, be gentle, be kind, and remember that this too shall pass. Mm. You know, nothing is permanent in life. And if you are stuck in the storm right now and, and maybe that storm has been present for you most of your life or, you know, most of your life you felt so far away from where you want to be, 
again, just taking that that five seconds of courage, that little bit of curiosity in order to step into that unknown and to remember that this too shall pass. Yeah, it's so funny that you say this too shall pass as well because everybody's on their own unique journey. And this too shall pass is something that I literally say in nearly every meditation that I've ever recorded and, you know, say it a lot. I didn't make it up. It's been around forever. I think originally Louise Hay. It was one of my like statements on my journey when I was like yeah. in it with like it was this too shall pass. <laughs> it's, it's darkest before dawn. They were like two yeah. statements I would repeat to myself so much and they've been such vital parts of my journey and I love mm. that they've been such a big part of yours too. Oh, absolutely. And I remember one of my, my best mates, they've been going through it and they've had, a, you know, a big couple of years and... Last week, I got sent a YouTube video. Now, I've been saying this, like I've been saying this to them. I've been, you know, putting out there, this too shall pass. You know, the best is yet to come. Like, you know, trust me, like this too shall pass. Anyway, they sent me a a YouTube link of uh, Tom Hanks saying, this too shall pass. (laughs) You know, the good times, this too shall pass. The bad times, this too shall pass. You know, just like being like, whatever it is, whatever your experience is, this too shall pass. And I remember looking at it and thinking, oh my goodness, I've been saying this to you for the last three years. But they weren't ready to hear it. And you might not have been the messenger. And I wasn't the messenger, mm. right? And it was falling on, on you deaf, know, ears. deaf ears. And yeah. so, you know, for yourself, like your time will come too. Like sometimes things have to get a little bit harder. Things have to get a little bit stickier and heavier. But this journey and this choice is up to you and we really just want to encourage you wherever you're at just to one foot in front of the other. And Going on a bear hunt. We yeah. can't go over it. We can't go under it. We've got to go through it. That's a beautiful book and a whole beautiful metaphor for life. We've got to go through it. We want to avoid and go around and take the easy road, fly over the stuff, but we have to go through it in order to get to the other side. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. We love you all. We're so excited. Please go and leave us a review, screenshot, post it on your social media. Let people know that this podcast is here and be wildly you. Thanks for tuning in to Wildly Worthy. We're on a mission to help you live your best life. We hope that you found today's episode inspiring and valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us to reach more people and to continue to create content that is meaningful and impactful. And be sure to follow us on social media at The Enlightened Co. Please tag us as we love hearing from our listeners. Remember, you are wildly worthy of living a life that you want. Keep taking risks, pursuing your passions and growing into the best version of yourself. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Wildly Worthy. And remember, be Be wildly wildly you. you.